Oh. Podcast on three. One, two, three. Podcast. Podcast. Pod. Benny, what episode is this? 31. Episode 31 of the Real Talk Podcast. It's your host, Joey. And Thomas. If you like what you're hearing, please like, subscribe, and comment down below. How are you, TP? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Do you know? Another day? Another day. So, Joe, tell me who we have on today. Today, we have Noor and Mo Wadwani, the founders of Athleta Freak, the established luxury and fitness clothing brand. Noor is the CEO and head of design and innovation, and she brings a multidisciplinary design background, balancing intentionality with fluidity and raw refinement. Mo is the co-founder and a former corporate executive turned passionate endurance athlete. Together, they fueled the growth of the brand and focusing on community, people, and inspiring others to embrace their inner Athleta Freak. Everybody welcome, Noor and Mo Wadwani. <laughs> ben, you're going to have to cut that in, baby. Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? What's going on, everyone? How are you guys? How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. It's uh, wild just hearing yourself be spoken about. Uh, yeah. With the intro and everything, man. That's, I don't I don't think it's something that we'll ever be comfortable with. It's always a weird thing. Yeah. I uh, that. But thank you for the kind words. <laughs> No, it, it, it's funny because like the first episode, it was kind of just like he just did it like off off the top of his head. Yeah. And then in time, like each one honestly just gets more and more in depth and yeah. more grand. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I feel like I see you guys everywhere in the community. Oh, that means so much. <laughs> that means so much. That's what we like to hear. And yeah. if, for people that don't know the brand of Athletic Freak, can you kind of describe what Athletic Freak is? Go for it. So Athletic Freak is a luxury athleisure lifestyle brand beyond it being just an apparel brand which is what you see it's a movement uh it's a personality it's a persona that represents who you are um it's that passion that we do everything with whether it is movement or it's when we're designing things or when we're interacting with people it's authentic it's passionate and before starting athletic free can you talk a little bit about your guys's backgrounds Sure. Go for it. You're up. So I have a background in design. I studied fashion design. And when I moved to the U.S. when we got married, um, design or fashion design actually went on the back burner when we had kids. And we ended up relocating throughout the country with his corporate jobs. Um, so we relocated, what, almost 10, 10, 10 houses in 14 years of being married. Uh, which was insane. We loved it. And that actually, that movement throughout the country in some ways has um, inspired this brand. And it's really made us appreciate people. The fact that we're all so diverse and yet we're connected by movement. <laughs> and that's been the underlying thread of the brand. And I think our journey throughout the country has really made us who we are. A hundred percent. When did you guys want to make or decide to make that full-time jump into Athletic Freak? So this was what, in 2019 mm -hmm. is when we decided to say, go back to our idea of Athletic Freak. Athletic Freak was actually, the idea was conceptualized in 2015 when we were living in Austin, Texas. Um, such an amazing city. Uh, just the vibe in Austin, it's just... Yeah. Everyone is is free. Everyone just has that work-life balance, which when we moved from the Northeast to Austin, it was an eye-opener. And that's when he started um, 
he was introduced to Iron Man. And I'll let him take that story because that's when Athletic Week was kind of born. 100%. I, I read a little bit about the website. I'd love to get in depth into, into the uh, the story of that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're often asked, right, was there a light bulb moment or was there a spark that said, ooh, Athletic Week? And, and some businesses have that. Some don't. Some just kind of evolve yeah. over time. Uh, there was a very specific moment. Um, it was 4 a.m., Saturday morning, having oatmeal in Austin, Texas. Um, I had been introduced to the sport of triathlon uh, a couple months prior, and just the way I'm wired, uh, it was, I, I saw a bunch of really fit people, and they all had a very similar tattoo. And I'm like, whatever that is, I want to know what it is, and I want some of that. It was our first it visit to Austin looking for houses, and we got off the flight, and he saw everyone... <laughs> It was, I think, an Ironman. They had a weekend. Yeah, they had, they had the really. He's like, "What is this thing?" And so, so I'm. Uh, I, I first thing I do right is I ask, "What is that?" Yeah, Ironman. Okay, what's Ironman? Google it. Um, look it up, and I was like, "That looks really hard. Like that. That's a lot of mileage. That I want some of that." And within, I think, two weeks, I registered for my first race, which is stupid. Um, you usually don't do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Usually you build up to it, but but I'm like, either you're half crazy or you're full crazy. Yeah. There's no point of being half crazy. You to go full crazy, full freak. Yeah. Um, registered for it. And so now you play it forward a few months, sitting there 4 a.m., having my oatmeal, getting ready to go out for a nine-hour training day, eight-hour bike ride, one-hour run. And in my head, I just keep thinking to myself while I'm having my oatmeal that my wife, her parents, my parents, my friends, my cousins... They're all just like, you're a freak. What's wrong with you? Like, why are you putting yourself through this on a Saturday morning when most people are not? And you're not getting paid for it. You're paying to do it. <laughs> uh, and and it's going around in my head. The They're calling me a freak. They're calling me a freak, so on and so forth. And I'm like, wait a second. Our kids at the point were five and three doing 5Ks. Yeah. We as a family <laughs> Good for you guys. run. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Our, our, our friends, our family, our parents, everyone is fitter, they're active, they're moving, they're conscious about their health because of this freak mentality. And it was like this epiphany moment where just like, if me being a freak has that influence on my micro community, mm -hmm. the concept of movement brings people together. It inspires positivity. It inspires people to live and lead a healthier life, which makes us all a better version of ourselves. It's like, well, heck yeah, I'm a freak. If if I can do that by me being a freak, we need more freaks out there uh, in the best way possible. Yeah. yeah. And so I went and woke Noor up at 4 a.m. And I'm expecting her to smack me, right? Uh, but because of her fashion background. I'm and like, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> um, he's a morning person. She said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> I go and wake her up and I'm like, look, we're gonna, we gotta make a brand, a platform around this and the apparel will be the platform, it will be the brand, but we're gonna create a movement, the Athleta Freak movement, based on the Athleta Freak mentality to promote positivity through movement. And she was on board from the first second, she's like, let's do it. And and so that's where the journey began, 2015. Um, like we said, kids at that point were young and had a comfortable corporate job and was mm -hmm. growing. And I'm like, oh, how do, how do we do this? How do we do this? And so we actually parked it. Um, 2019, we're like, look, the entire premise of our brand is believe in yourself. Greatness lies within. If you have a dream, go after it. 
And we were being hypocritical because that's what we stand for. And we ourselves were yeah. not living it. Mm-hmm. And so 2019, it was actually before COVID. So we're like, look, if we're ever going to do this, it's now or never. Are we in? Are we out? We actually had a conversation um, over a cup of coffee. And we're like, are we doing this? And it was like, there's no other way. There's no other way. And so that's where it started. COVID came along. Again, you have one of those moments where it's like, do you go? Do you not go? Do you yeah. go? Do you not go? Again, the premise of the brand is resilience and overcoming obstacles. So turning back is not an option at that point. Um, we actually went in heavier. We leaned in deeper and kept building. And the response has been incredible. I mean, I, j- I just shared with Noor uh, a couple of days ago. She didn't even realize this. Uh, again, my background in, in corporate is uh, I was a CFO, so very heavy into numbers and mm-hmm. strategy yeah. and all of that. And I'm like, do you realize there are 15,000 people right now wearing her designs. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. (laughs) It's the wildest thing. Do you remember the early designs? Yes. I remember. I remember. um, So again, there were two phases, right? It was in Austin. We had this uh, upper level where we had converted it into a studio. I remember the entire wall was full of designs. And then we parked it, which was probably the best thing that happened because... You evolve, yeah. evolve and realize um, what is it that's really needed. And for me personally, design is how I express myself. I'm not one with words. I, I like to keep a lot of things to myself. That's where I end up sharing mm-hmm. is through design. And so every collection that we've developed has been, without even realizing, just an expression mm-hmm. of how I'm feeling. Um those early designs, I mean, the first, when we launched, we launched with two, two hoodies and three t-shirts. Two hoodies and three t-shirts. And now we're almost about to hit 200. Damn. Uh, so pretty wicked journey <laughs> last two years. And as like a CFO, you're so, I feel like you're so analytical, right? Um, do you remember the point where you're like, all right, I'm going to quit my full-time job and pursue this full-time um, and what that was like? Was that was that a freak already running like profitable at the time, or was it an easier jump, or were you just balls in right right off the get? No, no, I was I was working, I was still working, had to. I mean, we've got we've got a family, mm-hmm. right? So so uh, leaving all of that at the time was not an option. Uh, but it also got to a point where, in order to achieve the growth that we saw in front of us, right? It's like the opportunity is there, and we were kind of selling ourselves short by not going all out, mm-hmm. um, that's a compromise. And you'll hear me continue to reference back to it. That's not the athletic freak mentality. The athletic freak mentality is you got one speed, it's go. No compromise, no holding back, never settle for less. And here we had an opportunity in front of us to go for more um, and, and continue to expand the movement Right. I mean, there's the brand part of it, but there's even the movement part of it, mm-hmm. and and the influence and the impact that has on people, and to not be doing justice to that was a compromise. That's not who we are. So so we went, we went heavier, and and uh, it's working. And I kind of wanted to touch on that movement side of things. Like, I feel like there's so much story behind what you guys are doing. When you go on your social media, like, it's not just you're not just looking at apparel to pick from like 
you're almost there's like you're telling the story behind the people wearing the apparel like where did that originate from that you knew that it wasn't just going to be pushing out these products but also this mentality this movement yeah you know well number one thank you for recognizing that um it takes an eye to and you have to care to even recognize that yeah um and that goes back to just who we are right yeah whatever we do it's got to be intentional there has to be purpose behind it uh and and it's actually in our apparel as well um 70 percent of our products are sustainable um there's intentionality to that it's because hey at some point we want to be 100 percent, but we need to work our way there there's hidden messages inside the apparel Mm. um why because hey when you're putting your shirt on you never know when you need that little kick of inspiration to just get your day going the right way um the messaging on some of our shirts powerful um the number of women that have sent us emails dms whatever it might be that say i was going through dot 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 i wore my shirt today and felt confident i felt good about myself um just from wearing a shirt to be able to have that influence and that impact and be able to better people's lives um there's nothing greater so those are the moments that that continue to kind of bring us back and anchor us and say you know what there always has to be intentionality there has to be purpose um again it's it's just who we are yeah and there's a few values that we've committed to never compromise on and that i mean that itself is the third value right which is community whatever we do has to be bringing value to our community if not all we are is another brand pushing product yeah. And and that's not what we what we aspire to be. Definitely. How do you establish yourself in a community? Because I feel like I see you guys everywhere, whether it be Lifetime, Pratt, kind of like literally everywhere in these local communities, local All gyms. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> how, hey. how did you coming from Austin? How do you guys establish yourself in in such a hyper local community? For us, I mean, I think even just coming back to what you said earlier, uh, that personal connection was really important to us. The fact that the brand itself is a persona. Right, it represents who you are. So, on that, uh, with that, we really wanted to connect with people. People were seeing the brand. That first year was really proof of concept, um, and we would go and meet people. This is literally through COVID. When people aren't meeting, we were meeting people, and people would say, "Hey, you made a brand about me." They would see the name and say, "That's me," or "I know my brother is an athletic freak," or my girlfriends and athletic like they could see themselves in that brand and so community was always really really important to us and having that connection and so that first year and a half two years we did almost 100 pop-ups we went we were in front of the people we were meeting and for us also the clothes itself we we started off with like I said two hoodies and three t-shirts it was the most the idea was make the most comfortable hoodie make the nicest shirts and not compromising on quality and to do that you gotta touch and feel it and us just saying it on social it's like another brand so it was people were touching it they were feeling it they were resonating with what the brand is and that's that's how that community was growing and we can't go back on that we want to keep meeting people we want to hear their feedback um and that's the only way to grow, you know, to keep it authentic. And I, if you like, I just want to add to that, you know, if you, if you think about 
marketing strategy because mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. You can call it marketing strategy. We are disrupting what is known to be e-com marketing strategy. We started as an e-com brand. And how do e-com brands go to market? Digital marketing, social media, influencer marketing. That's how they're scaling, growing, uh, gaining traction. It's interesting. It's odd. It's ironic to say that we disrupted that by going back to connecting with people, looking people in the eyes, talking to them, shaking their hands, letting them touch and feel. And so we actually disrupted it by going back to our roots of just connecting with humans. And she mentioned a hundred pop-ups in our first year and a half. I mean, essentially the four of us, right? The two of us, we (laughs) packed the kids into the back seat, stuffed (laughs) the trunk with with, uh, our bins, and we just go to pop-ups every weekend. And it gave us the opportunity to meet and grow with community. And I think that will always be our essence. It'll always be our DNA. Uh, most brands now are, are going to market with pure e-com. We're going brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're opening stores. We just opened one. We opened one a few months ago. Our second one opens next week. Congrats, guys. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I'm actually going to say this for the first time. Just locked in our third one. Uh, Let's go. So y'all hear this first. Uh, I can't say where yet, but we just we just locked in our third one, which is going to open in August. Let's go. Um, so so it's it's ridiculous to say, hey, this this homegrown, bootstrapped, yeah. Basking Ridge Bridgewater born brand um, is is going to have three brick and mortars before they even hit their three year mark. Do you think having such a deep connection with your customers? Uh, allows you to get better customer feedback. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. If they if they like it, I mean, I'll show you my my phone. The text <laughs> messages I'll get every day. Wore this today. Loved it. Wore this today. Loved it. I'll be honest. I'll get feedback that says, wore this today. Can you tweak this? Can you tweak that? Right? Um, fortunately, nothing uh, offensive. Yeah. Uh, we're, not, <laughs> we're not hurting people's feelings. But but yeah, I mean, people are very open with, with sharing feedback. Mm-hmm. And we welcome it. I'm giving my cell phone number out to whomever <laughs> and I'll tell them, send me a picture, Yeah. send me a text, whatever you want. I want it um, because we're not doing this for ourselves. Yeah. We're doing this for the athletic freaks out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and if we're not available to hear them, what's the point? Even when we went, like when we expanded the product portfolio, like started with two hoodies, three t-shirts. It was when we were going for these pop-ups, people were like, we want to wear your gear in the gym. We started off as recovery gear or gear that represents who you are yeah. on and off the court, right? And they're like, we want to wear your gear while we're at the gym. We want to wear your gear when we're going out anywhere. And so we're like, we need to make leggings. We need to make shorts. We need to make, and then we said, if we're going to get into that space, it has to be the best. And so we really spent a lot of time in R&D, getting the right fabric, getting the right fits. And all of that was coming through in-person customer feedback. This is what I want. This is what's missing from my favorite pair of leggings. This is what's missing from my shorts and bringing that all together. Had it just been behind a computer screen, we wouldn't be where we are. Mm. And you guys do such a great uh, uh, job at picking hyper-local influencers that are like in the community, right? Like shout out my girlfriend, Angie. Shout out Jalen too. Uh, you guys do such a good uh, job at picking these hyperlocal influencers. What do you guys look for in an icon? Authenticity. Yeah. Authenticity. Uh, honestly, 
I wouldn't even call them influencers. Um, we don't call them influencers. Yeah. We call them icons. We call yeah. them icons because these are individuals that are truly iconic within their community. Um, they're leading from the front as an example. And the primary criteria that is a requirement for someone to be an icon is that they are leading the athletic freak lifestyle, not only for themselves, but they're doing it for others, right? So they lead, they do it for themselves. They lead their lifestyles through that mentality, but they service themselves as an icon to help improve the lives of others. And if someone can commit to being iconic and do that, they fit right in. And so Angie and Jalen and Alex, I mean, they're perfect because they live the life. A hundred percent. Right. They're not, they're not doing it for a post and for this and for that or mm -hmm. for likes or for anything. They're, that's just what they're passionate about doing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went against the grain and didn't go influencer marketing route because we wanted it to be authentic. We wanted the people that are uh, repping the brand and talking about the brand to actually love the product and speak it with heart. And so we connected at the ground level with people that are making an impact. The trainers, I mean, they are seeing when, you know, they're seeing people at their most vulnerable self, right? And they have an impact. They're able to change people's lives. They're influencing the right way, yeah. you know? And and that's why we've very consciously gone against the grain and said, no, we're gonna meet people and people that are being iconic with their community. You guys are really focused on like a deeper connection to build that following, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, re it really shows like the content that you that you put mm -hmm. out. I actually have Thank filmed you. alongside with Hamza before. Yeah, yeah. Um, a while back, so I, I like we were going through everything, and I was like, this stuff looks so familiar. It looks yeah. so familiar. It's because I worked alongside with the guy that I guess controls your. Yeah, yeah. He joined us as head of visual. Um, so, so right now he, uh, he leads the space for all visual media. How'd you originally, like, like, did you just stumble upon his work? Like, were you looking for something certain in someone? So I'm going to, I'm going to answer this instead of you because <laughs> you're too, you're, she's too modest. Um, this, this woman is a creative genius. There is no one out there I have ever met that can, that can hang with her. Um, she sees things that don't exist. Mm. Um, it's evident in her designs, but it's even evident in, in, in our visual. And we couldn't find anyone that could hang with her uh, just because she's very demanding in terms of the output that she wants mm -hmm. and how she wants to see things come through. Um, but also she just envisions these ridiculous creations. She's just like, I want that. Um, and whatever it was and however it happened, connected with Hamza and the two of them started working together mm. on a couple projects. And I noticed a huge difference in how she was able to work with him versus anyone else. Mm. I was like, all right, we've got someone that can hang with her, spar with her, challenge her, but also respect her genius mm -hmm. and be able to work with her. Um, so, so it was... Uh, it, it, I mean, it was a, a just really nice to see how that relationship evolved, and and that's where we kind of said, all right, let's 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 keep going forward together now. Can you touch on a little more about like those first times that you were working alongside Hamza, and mm -hmm. and sort of how important it is to create 
a good relationship with the person who's creating your content. Absolutely. That's you. So I think, I mean, the first time we met, and this was in preparation of a shoot we did last April, um, it was a big drop that we were doing, and I wanted it to be a pretty wicked video and photos as well. I think we had a two-hour sit down at the coffee shop and instead of just talking about the campaign we spoke about everything that athletic freak is um because right from the the name the logo the color choices i mean we're obsessive to the like we're freakishly obsessive about every single detail and i mean i've designed the logo the 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 fonts everything and i wanted whoever is now going to create the visuals to for it to be an extension of it rather than it just being in a silo and so we just did a deep dive on who and what athletic freak is and then it was okay this is the vision for how we want the videos and photos to be and we just connected and he got it because of his own personal journey and it was easy it was really smooth and easy after that because he just got got what you know what i was saying um, and then it's just a matter of, with with a creative, you can't just impose, right? You got to be able to to ideate, share, spar, yeah. and then let that person also just let that creativity flow. And that's what I enjoy in our relationship mm-hmm. is that we share ideas and then there are no boundaries there. I don't want anyone to be limited in a box, yeah. right? Just go wild, go next level with your ideas. And at times we got to pepper it when it comes to practicality, but the initial thoughts need to be insane. Yeah. That was a really important point. I mean, so just my leadership style from whatever years in my background and whatnot has been never put anyone in a box. That's, I mean, you want to crush someone, put them in a box. And especially in this space where we want to work with leaders, we want to work with creatives, we want to work with individuals that can see things that don't exist. Mm -hmm. The last thing you could possibly do is put them in a box because you're doomed, doomed at that point. And, and so that's something that we really, really consciously, um, try to continue to, to, to encourage, whether it's with icons or with our creative team, marketing, whatever it might be. Don't be inspired by what other people are doing because then you're just going to do more of what they're doing. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Um, at least you'll try to do it better. But if you're drawing inspiration from what others are doing, you're essentially replicating or duplicating, whatever. Um, just tune out. Go into a zone. Find your zone. Know your zone. Whatever it is. Everyone operates differently. But go to your space and just let it just be free. And, and in that freedom, right, what are you essentially doing? You're actually going within. And you're going within and you're tapping into your potential and your greatness. And through that, amazing things will always come out. And, and, and that's what we continue to see. I love it. Have you guys always had Hamza doing the content or did you guys do content on your own before? We've been, <laughs> we've been, yeah. I mean, like I said, oh, we're man. obsessive <laughs> yeah. about every detail mm-hmm. and whether it's the packaging like everything we 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 want it done in a certain way mm-hmm. because we wanted to reflect what that athletic freak mentality mm-hmm. is that you're gonna you want to keep 
fine-tuning your craft. And so we've spent, I mean, what the first video, I'm going to tell you a story. When the night before we launched at Letter Freak, um, we had the video and we have to upload it. We don't know how to upload a video on YouTube because <laughs> we've never done that before. So we asked our son, he was what, 11 at the, the time. That's 11 at the time. And we were like, Rehan, how do we upload a video on YouTube? And he's teaching us how to upload a video on YouTube. So, I mean, we go back and we scroll back to our Instagram and we're like, some, I mean, there's still a lot of, I think, joy and pride in, because every caption we've written, you know, there's just thought that's gone into every single thing we've put out there because yeah. it's from the heart. Mm. The, the first 18 months of this journey, it was the two of us doing everything. So every picture, every caption, every update to the website, every box that was packed and shipped out, it was two people plus the kids, four people doing everything. And, and we've been very fortunate that that worked and it enabled growth and now we can have a team. But, uh, when you ask, how did you start? I mean, sweat, blood and tears. There's no other, there's no other way. And, and, uh, we trusted that process, uh, and we're willing to, to, when I say grind, I mean, truly grind. Um, there honestly is no other way. I mean, there's so many photos that I've taken, like, like we need to do a shoot and I've gone and taken photos and I go back and I'll see them and only I can see some of the, I guess, some of the things that are there or a technical person can possibly see that, okay, this is not legit. <laughs> um, but I've taken the photos and I've, and that was also one of the reasons we connected with Hamza that I can, I can think in photos, like I can see, I know what I want. Video is something that I'm, I don't really know, mm. right? I know what I want eventually, but I can't think of each element of it. That's where we really connected. Photos, I can say, I want this to look a certain way. And I'm pretty clear on that vision. Did you guys have any hesitation posting those initial photos uh, and content that you guys were taking? and did, Or like any sort of like fear of judgment that of the stuff that you were doing because it wasn't necessarily professional at the time? I mean, yes and no. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. Um, Yes, in the sense that we knew what our limitations were, yeah. Yeah. right? We knew it was the two of us. We knew what we had. We knew what our resources were. And we said, we're going to do our best. And whatever that is, we're going to do it. And as long as we're doing it with our hearts, we're doing it with authenticity, and we know we're doing our best, put it out there, right? And you never know until you do it. And one of my favorite quotes uh, is, is Jordan. Uh, no, Gretzky, Jordan. Gretzky or Jordan, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Gretzky. Gretzky. Michael Scott. Gretzky. Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. And then Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, until you try, you don't know. And so there was this 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 dimension of we got to put in whatever we possibly can to make it as good as we possibly can and then go with it. And then there was also the element of, like she said, we are obsessive about the finest details. So... When we got to a point where like, all right, we got nothing left. This is all we can do. Go with it. And I mean, we were spending every post, we'd probably spend an hour and a half, two hours just on finishing it. Whatever time went into the buildup and the, the prep and the, 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 the shooting and, and all of that and the writing. After all of that, before publishing, we'd probably still spend another few hours just saying, 
do we post yet? Yeah. Um, and, and we look back now and it's like, oh my God, we spent a lot of time on that. It was worth it. Every second of that was worth it because that gave us the foundation, but it also gave us this appreciation for um, just the necessity of obsession. Um, because if, if you compromise on your, on your foundation, on the quality of the foundation, you're building on sand. And again, you're doomed. And what were like the biggest obstacles in scaling the business? Because it sounds like you guys enjoy the process going to like all the pop-ups, but now you guys have three stores. What were what would, what would you say is the biggest obstacle that you guys faced while growing? Um, and we're not there. I mean, we're 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 still just in the baby steps. Um, this is just in our infancy. We're just starting, uh, so by no means are we there yet. Uh, at every stage, there's different obstacles, right? At every stage, as there should be, there's different obstacles. So. Um, when we first started, it was, now we have two hoodies and three t-shirts. How do we tell the world about it? All right, let's, let's solve that problem. We're going to do pop-ups. Okay. We can only do one pop-up at a time. How do we do this? Okay. We need to build out a little bit of a team so we can now do multiple pop-ups. All right. Brick, uh, uh, physical presence community is, is building really well. How do you do more of that? Need to solve that problem. Um, we still need to have a digital presence, but we're working on the physical presence. How do you build that? All right, let's solve that problem. And so at every stage, right, going from five products to 150, we're going to be at 200 in a couple months. That's capital, right? I mean, just pure practically speaking, that's capital. It's investment. We're bootstrapped, so we don't have funding loans, none of that. Um, the business has to sustain itself. Um, we need to hire a team. We need to bring on good, smart people that want to grow and lead. That's a problem. Got to figure that. Got to solve for it. So at, at every stage, right, there's always going to be new problems, new challenges. Hopefully at some point we'll have 50 stores and we'll say, you know what, 50 stores in the U.S. And we'll be like, you know what, we want to go international. Okay. We're going to have to solve for that. We're going to have to figure that one out. Um, so at every stage, there's going to be new challenges, new opportunities. I think what matters is the ability to solve problems, right? Because problems are inevitable. It's life. Um, how well we can solve problems or what are going to differentiate us and allow us to continue progressing. Yeah. Um, and as a, like a previous CFO, do you think that gave you a leg up in terms of understanding like profit margins Absolutely. and the numbers? Because uh, we had uh, a finance person a couple episodes ago, and he says most of the reasons that small businesses go out of business is because they don't understand their finances. Cash. Yeah. It's cash. Can't manage cash. You can't run a business. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it all comes down to cash flow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, not all, but that's a major element <laughs> of it, right? You go bankrupt in your first year, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Um, you over leverage yourself. You don't own your business anymore. Um, so for us, it's always been, we're going to go baby steps and allow the business to grow organically and let the response drive the growth. Um, we still continue to take baby steps. We just take them damn fast. I mean, we're just taking those baby steps really fast. Um, and, and I think that, that prior corporate background, right? Um, I was a CFO, but in a CFO capacity role, you're not just looking at finance, you're looking at every lever that impacts the business. So operations, logistics, sales, uh, marketing, uh, gross to net. I mean, basically every element of the business you're dissecting and always constantly saying, how can we improve it to be able to drive results that translates directly into this. I feel like you guys have like a perfect balance between left brain and right brain in this in this dynamic you guys have. Dude, we 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 are 
polar opposites. Um, there's, there's what two things that we have in common. We like chocolate and we like coffee. Outside of that, That's we are polar opposites. Completely different. And we have, we've had a lot of like husband and wife uh, combos yeah. that work together. Um, can you give some advice on working with your significant other? And what it's like, really, yeah, for you to respect each other. Respect, yeah. respect, and know that you're different people, and you got to respect each other's strengths and weaknesses. I think that's the only way. If you try to influence and have expectations of someone being like you, I think that's where. Yeah, I mean, it's all about respect, and we're like we said, we're the left brain and right brain. We're so different, and like you were just talking about right now, as his CFO brain, um, he'll never limit my vision or my ideas. Okay, I want to do this and I want to do this, but at the same time, it's the practical. Had we gone with fifty products from the get go, probably wouldn't have been the smart thing to do. It was test try it out. We didn't compromise on quality along the way. The designs were still impeccable, but it was just being a little practical on that end. And at each stage, we respect each other's strengths and don't shy away from telling each other when we need a little. Oh, we're brutally, push. brutally honest with each other. You have to be. Yeah, yeah. That is like 100%. If we're not going to hold each other accountable, who is, right? We can't expect other people to come and tell us this isn't perfect or this needs to be improved or you're doing that wrong. If we can't be open with each other, we can't expect others to. Um, so I, I would never lie and say you, you never get into it, right? We, we get into it. Um, you have to because that's just how it needs to work. And, and I mean, some people might give advice and be like, have boundaries and know where to turn off and where to turn. You're on 24 7. <laughs> That's what everyone does. Yeah. You're always on. There, there's no turning it off. There's no off switch on this. You're always on. But you just have to respect each other. You have to trust each other and be like, you know what? We both want the same thing. We're going to get into a fight. We're going to disagree. That doesn't mean we don't love each other. Uh, it just means that we need to work through that a little bit and then get back to it. I mean, we've been married now almost 15 years. We just had our first fight ever, ever. Like, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. A couple months ago, we had our first fight in marriage, like real fight. Um, but it happened. And an hour later, we were good. So uh, that's just how it is. And at the end of the day, it just makes your guys' relationship like a lot stronger. Oh, yeah. Is this I, something that she, like, she's known that I was what my role was yeah. in the corporate world, but she never actually saw me in action, right? Because that was a different mo. And then when Mo was at home, he was a husband and he was a dad. But she never actually saw business Mo. Um, and the, the, <laughs> I think the first several months was just getting to know each other a little mm -hmm. bit differently uh, because it's a reintroduction to a dimension of each other that we'd never met before. Uh, so that's been, that's actually, the, initially that was a journey right? Because we had to reintroduce a new dimension to ourselves and be like, oh, you're still the other person, but this also exists. Mm -hmm. And then after a few months, it just became the norm again. So this is just something that you guys kind of just learned along the way, or like, were you kind of confiding in others that might've been in a similar position of working alongside with their significant other? I don't know. We just, no. you know, you know, one thing that's unique and I, I don't know if it's conscious, it's, it's subconscious. Her parents as she grew up, her parents owned a business and worked together. 
So she grew up in that environment. My parents own a business and work together. Um, so I grew up with that. She grew up with that. And subconsciously, we observed them, yeah. right? And and that obviously has influenced how we think, how we operate, how we treat each other. Um, so I think we've been very blessed with the upbringing we've had um, just to have such a positive influence in our lives since day one. And whether we knew it or not, they essentially paved the way for us to say this is how you can do it, being together 24-7, 365. It's possible. Learning from your parents, you probably pull like little tidbits of nuggets of how to treat each other, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, different lessons probably, even subconsciously, maybe consciously, about different things that, how to treat one another, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, simple things. Yeah. You open the door for, yeah. all right? Mm -hmm. I, I saw my dad do it for my mom every day. He'd open the door for her. He would... I, I don't know if men do this anymore, but my dad did, and he taught me, if you're walking on the road, you walk on the side of the cars. Yep. Um, if you're seating, you, you pull the chair out. Um, these are things, my dad never said, you must do this, but he always did it, and he still does, and I learned from him, and it just becomes who and what you are, and it all comes back to respect. And I saw how, not saw, but I saw and see how my father respects my mother. Um, and I don't know anything otherwise. I mean, that's how it should be. And, you and vice versa. Lead by example, right? And so what you observe your parents and now as we raise our kids, if you can only say so much. It's, it's all an observation, right? And the things that aren't spoken that are really, that stick with you. Um, so us now having this business and we talk about it all the time, like every dinner table conversation is about athletic. Really? It's our mini boardroom meeting with our kids. And it's very easy to go in a negative direction or very easy to just make it an argument. But that's the example we're setting that you can have a conversation. You can have disagreements. You can have your own opinion. It doesn't only have to go in a negative way. So that's something that, like, our kids are very much a part of this business. They're right here because they they're right there off camera. This guys. journey from the beginning, and we hope that you know they are seeing this process as that you got to put in your hard work. That things don't come easy. Everything that you see in a little snapshot on Instagram on that square, which is just a highlight reel of everything. There's a lot of grind that goes in. And there are a lot of disagreements along the way. You only see the happy part of it, right? And for for us, for our kids to see that along the way, that this is what it takes. There's a lot of hard work along the way. It's like really refreshing sitting down with you too. Like you really see the authenticity of what you're doing from the ground level to what it seems like inside the home mm -hmm. to the product that's walking out the door with the person. Mm, thank um, you. I also just wanted to touch on, I know we talk about the attention to detail, and I know we talked about the brick and mortar, but inside that brick and mortar, when someone walks in, what did you want them to walk into? Yeah, because it's probably hard to compete with. Obviously, you guys are in Bridgewater. There's Lululemon down the street. There's Fabletics. Yeah. There's a million different. Uh, what what kind of separates it into we're walking to Athletic Freak? And yeah. We see Athletic Freak, like I said in the beginning. I don't see it as just an apparel brand. It's it's an experience. It's a platform, and we wanted the 
brick and mortar spaces to be a gateway into the athletic life. And so when someone walks in, the first thing you see on the floor says greatness lies within. It's a reminder that you don't need to look outside. Everything is within. And even as you're in the space um, with our team, it isn't push product. It isn't buy the product. Yes, it is the most wicked hoodie, but um, it's it represents who you are. So it'll automatically, you'll get attracted to it. So we don't see this as just a retail spot. It's a gateway into the community. You want to hop into some rapid fire? I think it's about that time. So Let's we do-, uh, do a segment on our show. We just hit you with some rapid fire questions. And uh, yeah. Is it a one word response? It, it could be matter. as long whatever. It's free flowing yeah. conversation. Right, you, got so you got it. It's more like laid back, just yeah. random questions and stuff. How, m- how many triathlons have you done? Oof. 12, 15 ish something do they get any easier no no <laughs> why should it why should they, it right because as soon as you do well then it's like oh well now i gotta do it faster yeah um or i'm gonna do a longer distance or, or whatever it might be or there's jellyfish in the water or, or there's just jellyfish. like something ridiculous yeah. ben, have you done a triathlon? uh i've done a tag team triathlon okay. so i yeah. did the uh the running part i did the running yeah okay that's my favorite part. Uh, I used to run for many years, yeah. Yeah, I love the run. Hate the swim. <laughs> Especially when there's jellyfish in the water. Yeah. Favorite clothing designer outside of athleisure? Alexander McQueen. Mm. Yeah. Ben loves it. Oh, I'm a big Rick guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> favorite food? Burritos. Mm. Dream Athletic Freak location? I have many, but one quick one that I want to, I think is soon enough austin texas Ooh, bring it back Take to home back, back home yeah. ben um yeah i'm actually like pretty prepared <laughs> I'm, I'm also like really interested in like fashion and design and stuff i'm just curious if you run through a bunch of samples before you release a new line and how many you gotta go through a hundred percent the number of samples we go through um you have to you have to refine the process and the number of times we will tweak and we'll be like this is not okay or this is it needs to be just that slight bit better and we'll go through that process over and over again till the product isn't what we want out there and once it goes out there we'll get feedback and then it's the next iteration of that product so yes the sampling round actually continues even after it's launched is there a dream piece of content that you want to make Dream piece or like, of like content. a commercial that you see in your head. Like there actually a is. photo shoot. There is, there is, and and we've captured, I think, it's elements of, of it throughout. Mm-hmm. But that big one hasn't been done yet. The whole thing together hasn't been done yet, and we've we've tried. Uh, it's not that we haven't even attempted it. It's got to like anything. We are that obsessive where it's got to be perfect before it goes out there. I think every campaign we have that discussion. It starts like, the same way. Because even though each campaign looks slightly different, the underlying message has always been that greatness lies within. And so we've seen that we want to do this, and then it's just a matter of, okay, when we're ready, it's it's going to come out. Any athlete or any person to represent the brand, who would it be? Of course, after a vetting process that's yeah. authentic, you know? <laughs> a hardcore yeah. vetting process, yeah. Be someone local. That, that's what I was thinking, you know? Yeah. Honestly, th- we love the organic nature of how this has evolved. 
and kind of this grassroots essence of local leaders, local icons being the face. It's been incredible. It's been incredible because it's just so real. It's so authentic. Now, there are, I mean, we, we all have athletes that we've looked up to and, and, uh, would love to see wearing Athletic Freak. And we've seen some of them wearing Athletic Freak and we get psyched up when we see that, right? It's amazing. Um, so I'm sure those opportunities will come. Uh, like I said, we're still in our infancy. So when they come, they will, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really proud, uh, and in love with the nature that, of, of how it's evolved so far. I think it's been really beautiful. What about you? Do you did you have anyone? No, I was going to echo the same thing that I think anytime someone walks in and it, it says athletically, they are the athlete. You are an athlete. And the joy that comes with seeing someone who's been able to accomplish their goal that they set. And now they've set another goal and another goal. They are just perfecting and improving their craft. For an athlete. You know, the es- the whole essence, right, of what Athletic Freak stands for is it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And therefore, whether you're doing it at the highest stage at a professional level or you're doing it as a hobby or you're doing it to transform and improve your life, whatever it might be, whether you're a triathlete or a bodybuilder or a crossfitter or a ballerina or a yogi, what matters is that passion and that love and that energy, that positivity that you do it with. And, and so to what Noor said, right, anytime you see anyone wearing it with, we call it earned pride, that's as special as it gets. And it just, it never gets old. And like, we'll be at the grocery store, at the mall, <laughs> at the anywhere. And you just, we spot the hoodie and we're like, hey, and I'll go up to him and I'll give them a fist bump or something or the other. And they're like, who is this weirdo? Cause they have no idea who we are. <laughs> they don't know what, what the, the story behind it for them. It's just a cool hoodie. Uh, but for us, it's, it's every time it's, it's everything. What's one piece of advice you guys would give your younger self? Believe in yourself and go for it. Because if you keep second guessing yourself and you don't take that leap of faith, you will miss out on an opportunity. You just got to jump. Just gotta jump. And um, one of my favorite quotes is that like, about entrepreneurship that you gotta, it's like jumping off a bridge, jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down, right? That's literally what it is. You just have to have that faith, jump and figure out the stuff along the way. So don't wait. Don't wait. It's wild. We're so different, but we're, <laughs> we're, but we're on the same exact wavelength. You asked the question, the only word that came to mind for me was believe. That's exactly what you said. Just believe. It doesn't matter what you believe in, but just believe and go for it. Because I think a lot of people have ideas. A lot of people come up with strategies. A lot of people have a vision. Something I'll often say is a strategy or a vision without action is a complete waste of energy. It's a waste of energy. Believe, but then do something about it. Start building that plane. Whatever it is, do it. And it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But then refine it. Solve that problem. Refine it. Improve it. Just keep going. Keep going. Believe in yourself. Do you have a, a favorite piece of athletic freak apparel or one that just like sticks with you the most from the very beginning till now? Still to come. 
Don't take that. Don't take that. Neighbors. In terms of what I'm wearing, there's always going to be like, it just depends. But right. our maestro hat, um, that I think will always be special. That'll mm-hmm. always be special. The maestro, uh, just for whatever reason, it it ha- it just has a very deep meaning for us. So it's funny, right? Out of all these different products, the the one hat is <laughs> what it sticks with me the most. What's the most uh, common misconception to the Athletic Freak brand? That it is only for a professional athlete, or it's only for someone who is who looks a certain type. And that's the complete opposite of what Athletic Freak is. Athletic Freak is that just, it doesn't matter where you come from, what language you speak, um, what form of movement is your favorite, right? It It's just uh, embracing who you are. And so when someone comes in, like I've been at the store and someone will be like, but I'm not an athletic freak. You're here. You're here on a Saturday morning working out or you're going for a walk or whatever be your form of movement. It You don't have to look a certain way. So I think that's the initial misconception people have that you got to be freakish in a certain way. It's how you do it. It's that passion. It's that freakish passion. It's not a freakish look in a way. And then a piece of advice you would give to yourselves in the future. Keep believing. Keep going. Keep yeah. believing. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep going. To I mean, no different. Yeah. No different. Uh, that's stop. life. Don't that's stop. life. That's life. Life is actually that simple. It, yeah. <laughs> and what's coming up for Athletic Freak? And where can pe- people find out more about Athletic Freak? You can find our website. Obviously, tap into our social media. Um, Brick 2 opens Brick two. on Friday, June 2nd at Menlo Park. Brick 2 on the 2nd. And we never have a celebration without movement. So we're actually kickstarting with a workout at 5.30 in Menlo Park in their atrium. It's going to be pretty wicked. So it's, it's a workout. Angie's, yeah. Angie's, Angie's doing Angie the workout. <laughs> Angie's going to be doing the workout. We have, right after the workout, we have the grand opening at the store. It's going to be amazing. So do come. <laughs> and if you guys want to leave us off at a quote to that camera. Go for it. What's your get your freak on. Get your freak on. What else? <laughs> Mo and no, everybody. Uh, you guys, you guys are awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. You. I appreciate it.